My grandpops was a man of respect. Had to sweat just to cash checks. Working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged. No trades What was that? Because I gave up typing after two things on the list. Huh. <laughs> Ikiro and uh, Flesh Construct. Nice. <laughs> It's just because I got distracted and didn't finish typing everything I wanted to paint. All right. We've been running for like three minutes now, by the way. Okay. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, hello and welcome there it is. to the Mistakes for Me podcast. Uh, as always, my name is Rudy. And I'm Al. Al's Hi. here. And Ken uh, is apparently unable to record on Easter, which is too bad. I mean, yep. we, we tried for a while to find a good day and yada, 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 and we found one on Friday and then someone wasn't able on Friday and then we're like, okay, Sunday morning then, and then we all thought that Sunday morning was going to be the one and then it wasn't. Also, I sound like a frog uh, because I was sick until very recently. I'm still kind of sick, but I'm much better now. Uh, but that is why you'll hear me sniff, and that is why my voice is more gravelly than typical, and... I don't know if it sounds sexy or not. I know some people sound sexier when they have, like, the post-cold voice. I don't know if that's me. Probably not. It's a little deeper, maybe. I don't know. Al, how are you doing? I'm good. Not sick at all. Nice. You should probably keep it there. So that's good. Yeah. Moving into Acon I'm... Weekend. We are <laughs> finalizing travel plans. Yeah. I am jumping on a plane on Wednesday at noon in my time, and I am being picked up by Alan Ken in sort of a flyby skyhook kind of maneuver uh, in in Midway at 8.30 to 9 o'clock-ish, depending on how long they take for dinner. Uh, yeah. Depending on what time we get on the road. That too, and how much traffic there is coming out of yeah, and traffic. Michigan. Uh, but yeah. in less than like four days, I'm going to be hanging with my boys and we're going to be getting drunk and playing some foe. So that's exciting. Yeah. I do not encourage the, the underage cool. drinking, but we are all of age and we'll be using moderation. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> Hotel room connected to the convention center. It's going to be great. Yeah. Very exciting. No worries about any, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this episode will be sort of uh, about what we're hoping to encoding overloaded. Consider turning down video settings for faster. I don't want video at all, man. I don't want you to play video. Sorry, we're, so trying, we're trying a new, a new software. We're trying new software. Yeah. Show. Uh, we're uh, recording instead of using the Google Plus, which is what we usually do, and then going through sort of this weird backwards downloading of. Archival video, blah blah blah, techno babble. Uh, we're trying to record using the open broadcasting software, but it also wants to record video. I don't really care about the video. I just want uh, the audio of it. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to um, doing this again. Adepticon. Still rip it. So we'll talk about Adepticon. Uh, what we're what we're planning to do there. Uh, we'll talk for we'll talk on behalf of Ken because he's not here with us today. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> our games. We'll do our we'll do our ag. Uh, there is some there is some stuff coming down the pipeline for the missing H. Uh, our friend Mike Guy is doing a, a very nice uh, tabletop uh, terrain sort of primer. Uh, I've I've embarked on a project for the Crossroad Sevens that I'm starting to take pictures of. I've got some some of my sort of frenzied 
uh, whip painting that I'm getting ready for um, Adepticon, which I might share as a, a just sort of an Adepticon um, preview, I guess. I don't know. Just throw it all in one big dumpy place. Here, look, here's pictures of yeah. the stuff that I did and Definitely. no explanations. Well, I was going to say that uh, I have actually decided I'm just going to do hobby stuff that doesn't involve painting, and now I'm much more comfortable like posting stuff. Yeah, cool. Because I can do that stuff a lot. Good. Like I might do paint, but I need to just like move past that idea that I'm going to do like a blog about painting because I'm not good at it, and I don't play practice hard you know, enough I'm not to either. actually get good at it. Is the thing. <laughs> I'm okay at it. Like if I if I take my time, I can actually do some pretty decent stuff. But there's no way I'm going to enter you know Draconic Awards or Crystal Brush or anything like that. Mostly, what I see it as is is a place for to sort of grow our community and um, yeah. and uh, give people somewhere to come to look at our stuff. You know, because we don't see everybody every time, especially me. Like I don't see any of those East Coasters. Um, I don't see any of you Midwesters anymore. So, being able to post the stuff that I've been working on sort of makes it gives you like a feeling of community, I guess. Yeah, hopefully. We will see. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. So, uh, announcements. You got an announcement, uh, Rudy? Um, yes. This weekend uh, is Adepticon. That's an announcement. Good work. Uh, uh, <laughs> basically one month from, from next weekend. So, um, the end of April is breaching the foe. If you don't have a ticket yet, you probably can't get one. But you can contact Dan Miner uh, on the Twitters uh, to see if there are any left. I don't know if there are, though, because they, they sold out, and then they expanded, and then they sold out again. Um, we play Malifaux at Guardian Games on every Friday night. Uh, I'm trying to grow my community because we had a, a sort of disappointing show for Beer Lafaux. Like, everyone was out of town, so all of our regulars were, were gone. We had one guy show up, and I just basically did a, a game with him because there was no reason to do a, a real Beer Lafaux, which was too bad, but, you know, it's all right. Um, and, uh, and we do Beer Lafaux every fourth Saturday. So if you are in the Portland or Vancouver area, come play Malifaux with us on Fridays because you can have a beer and play some foe and hang out with some fun people. Um, yeah. Yes. All right. Excellent. Uh, so over here we've got a tournament on April 10th. This was the one that was originally on the Sunday of Adepticon. Uh, I talk, We talked to John at the Joe's tournament, which was last weekend, and he was like, yeah, we changed it, because the the store was like, yeah, you should totally do it on Sunday, April, whatever the day of, you know, Adepticon was, because we got nothing going on. It's like April 7th. And then after he scheduled it, yeah, and then after he scheduled it, John realized why there was nothing going on, it's because it's Adepticon, and no one's going to be playing miniatures in Detroit. <laughs> April 3rd is what it was. Now it's moved to April 10th at 1 p.m., Gaining grounds, all your standard stuff should be fun. I don't know if he's got the new kit, though. I haven't heard about that, so we'll see. Uh, Joe actually had the new kit, the henchman tournament kit thing for the one last yeah, week. Guilders or guild? 
Dollars? What, what are those things called? Guild bucks? Script? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I I didn't plan it. I had to work. It was a mandatory day for me, so we couldn't play. And then, uh, yeah, I just ended up hanging out for a bit and chatting with some guys, so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, and I think Rezzers won it. Uh, I'm pretty what? sure. I could be wrong. Broken. Could be wrong. Yep. I I I I, I didn't stay for the end, like I said, but I think I heard that somewhere. So exciting came stuff. Up in, they um, have ten players, I think, or eleven, and Joe played maybe. One thing that came up in chat the other day was uh, <clears throat> predictions on who's taking it at Adepticon. We should get into that later too. Yeah. Cool. And then my other announcement is, uh, on a personal note, I got a, a new job, and I'm moving to Memphis. Nice. In a little bit, so that's. I'm really very cool. happy for you, my friend. I'm excited. Yeah. I I think I've mentioned it before, but my uh, significant other of like almost five years moved to Memphis a couple months ago. Right. So we're close to we starting are five excited, years, man. man. Yeah, you guys started dating right around where you like guys did a right? month, like a little, little bit before us, yeah, like a month or two, I think. But yeah, it's very exciting. So yeah, I'm gonna be pretty busy with that over the next month. Luckily, I'm still getting to go to Adepticon. Like I said, I was down there. We checked out a few stores, so hopefully, we can find a nice place and uh, make it work. It's gonna be moving into a small apartment again, though, so that might. Hamper some hobby stuff, which is unfortunate. But you'll have your <laughs> your family back together, which is good. You'll have your cat again, which is what it is. Yep. No, yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah, if if the worst thing that happens is I don't have like a garage anymore for a couple months, I'll probably live. <laughs> you think about uh, looking for a place down there? I mean, welcome to yeah. welcome to mistakes for made a real two podcast. But are you thinking about? Looking for a new place now that you guys are adding income, or do you think you're going to look for a house? Well, that's the the market down there. It's a lot of housing. Like, there's a lot of houses. Not it's it's easier to get a house than an apartment. I would it looks like. So yeah, we'll probably get something in a little bit. But it's you know lease agreements and stuff. You got to figure out what's the best. Obviously, right. Mm Hmm. So that's coming up in about a month. Very cool. Very exciting. Uh, this summer uh, in June is, uh, I think June, June and July, or like right between the two of them, is the OFCC Club Challenge, Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge, in, in uh, Vancouver, Washington, which is just north of Portland, Oregon. Uh, we're going to have a two-day, four-round uh, Malifaux Gaining Grounds event. There will be a fifth round that will be round one, but it won't be. It will not be. Um, <clears throat> it, it'll be a warm up round. It won't. It won't actually count towards standings, which is because we want to play. We want to play five, all five games, but we don't have enough people for a five round tournament. So, might as well just uh, not worry about it. Maybe I, I might change my mind on that. All right, and you're running that. Right? I am indeed running that. Yes, that's that's why I get to change my mind on that. Um, I'll be running that. I'll be running the uh, what was is one of the larger Malifaux tournaments in the Northwest. I mean, it's, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get as many people as Breaching the Foe is going to get, but uh, that because a lot of the people who also play Malifaux also play um, other things, you know, like more more machine hordes 
infinity, that kind of stuff. Um, but if you are in the Seattle area, <laughs> you, it would definitely be worth coming down for, I think. It's only two, it's only like a three and a half hour drive. Uh, and it'll be a big one. There'll be some prize support. Uh, it'll be a good time. So if you are nearby, if you are in Southern Oregon, if you are in Idaho, if you are in wherever you want to come from, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make room for you. It'll be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. Well, if we you get, should probably like, get some henchmen people, so you can get one of those henchmen kids. I will definitely be a henchman before then. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> but the <laughs> event organizers, the guy at OFCC, um, has told me that they're they intend to help out with, um, if not take care of prize support and stuff like that. So. I will hopefully have, find some support there because that's my weakest yeah. thing is, is finding the finding the prizes to give to people. So yep. let's see how it goes. Well, we're just helping you out now. The kit was really nice. So the there's a lot of really guys cool. who didn't play at Joe's tournament who were talking about it. So that's always good Pretty to drum up some buzz there. Um, yeah. Hi. So that's announcements. What what do you do? Yeah. I've I've played a few games. I think five ish since we left. No, not that. It can't be that many, can it? Probably three. This is week three, right? <laughs> Probably three games. Yeah. Three. One of them was Lynch. One of them was Lynch. One of them was. Oh, Lucas McCabe. You know, I bet I can go back through my through my pictures and look at all the <laughs> lists that I've created. And so posted. you've been liking Lynch? I have been liking Lynch. I've been liking Lynch a lot. That's cool. Uh, my Lynch lists are looking pretty similar now, though. I'm getting to the point where my, my Lynch lists are sort of falling into a pattern where I've got, you know, Lynch and Huggy, of course. Uh, I've usually got a, um, a Thunder's Brother or two. Um, this leak I took two illuminated. Um, this week I took two illuminated, two Ten Thunders Brothers, uh, Hungering Darkness, Mr. Graves, uh, Endless Hunger. Because I was playing against a Rider player, and I was like, "Hey, are you taking Endless Feed on Bad Juju?" He's like, "I'm not taking Bad Juju at all." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Endless Hunger instead of Rising Sun." <laughs> If, yep. he, if he had gone with Endless Hunger, or if he had gone with uh, Eternal Fiend, I would have gone with <laughs> Rising Sun so I could get regrowing Huggy to fight his regrowing right. bad juju yeah. forever. Uh, I'll tell you, one of those is better than the other. Yeah, I'm guessing it's uh, Juju. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, yeah. I've never really had a, like, a lot of luck with the uh, well, Endless Hunger coming back. I think I think that the Rising Sun works best in a crew that is all darkened. You know, like if you're playing two beckoners and illuminated, hungering darkness, Jacob Lynch, you're like all all in theme things. That way, you can use um, a beckoner to prime the pump. Basically, hey, I'm going to attract you, and also you're illuminated or you're brilliant, and then have either. Uh, an illuminated or uh, or Lynch going for the killing blow since they're also being buffed by the fact that they're brilliant. Um, I think that's when it works best. If you have to do all of that with just Jacob Lynch, like for me, 
I'm not throwing brilliance out a lot, except yep, for with that's Huggy. How I, that's how, how, how dead, I usually then, had it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if I wanted to do that with Lynch, then I would have to, like, you know, one action, pay for blood. Sure, it's casting eight. It's probably going to go off, but that's one thing, and it's doing two damage. Then I'm going to maybe hit them with uh, final dead if I haven't used my hand, uh, or I'm going to hit them with... Um, uh, a couple of maybe I'll charge him or something with the guns and try and take him out that way, but it's a lot less reliable than getting three shots or getting a charge with plus two damage or whatever, you know. So I've been finding mm -hmm. myself taking Rising Sun less and the other one more because if I have Casting Expert and say Recalled Training, then I can have one really, really good turn and make it worth it, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just when I played, it, I just was the brilliance just seemed sort of like secondary. No, I mean, I've, granted, I played not a ton of games with it, but it was always seemed like you were pushing for that rather than just trying to win. So yeah, no, well, maybe it's something you got to play a little more. Maybe to really get it. You know, it's funny because when I first started playing Jacob Lynch, I was like, I don't get why people love Woke Up With A Hand. It determines when Jacob Lynch is going to go. And yada, and I still kind of believe that. But I've been playing Woke Up With A Hand with in every list now. Yeah. No, it's um, really good. Simply because if you don't need Jacob Lynch to go right away, getting late turn card draws is, is baller. Like, I can't tell you the number of times that I have, as Jacob Lynch, been like, alright, I'm down to just one ace in my hand. That's shitty but it's the one that i can use to draw a card with uh the thunders brothers which is cool um now what i want to do for that is i'm gonna go ahead and draw two cards oh it's like a five and a seven that's too bad all right i'll discard the ace and the five and the seven and draw three more oh it's 11 and a 13 and a, and a five that's cool excellent <laughs> and then you get to ro roll in with a, a 13 and 11 to cheat on your charge it's pretty it's pretty good I don't hate it. I do miss yeah. I do miss Expert Cheater. I've been finding less and less room for that. And it's one of my favorite upgrades in the game. I took woke up with a oh no, I took want to see a trick the other day because I often find myself with all four aces in hand. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, that was probably my favorite moment during a game with oh who with Josh, I think. Where Jacob Lynch came up, charged Attacked and did a couple bits of damage to somebody, and then oh, who was he playing? He was playing Terra, and uh, it was a nothing beast. And I came up on him, and I was like, "Take damage, take damage, take damage." All right, that's the end of my turn. Oh wait, is it? I'm gonna discard three aces and deal six damage to you. You're dead. Um, so that was awesome. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that you can choose how many aces you discard. And the fact that you could, like, there's so many cool things about that. Like, there's no target number, there's no duel, there's no defensive triggers to get around taking damage from it. It was a rider. I killed a rider that way. What game was that? Because it was like, oh, the rider comes up. Well, I'm going to go ahead and deal 8 damage to that rider. It can't use its its chasing uh, reclamation to, to reduce the damage. It was awesome. Anyway. I think I'm just going to start using Want to See a Trick every time I see the Mechanical Rider on the board. Anytime I play oh, against Lynch. Artists, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I played a game with, I think my third game was with uh, Shenlong, because Shenlong is good. All right. 
he continues to he continue. I I think I remember talking about this. Maybe it was right after, but I was playing against Dan, and I was playing as Shenlong, and I came in hard, and Shenlong did what Shenlong does, which is, um, mold himself to be whatever he needs to be at the given time. Usually meaning either pushing and buffing or healing and and uh, clearing conditions and stuff. Uh, and after the game, Dan was like, you know, I had never seen Shenlong played in a way that made him look competitive, and I think he's competitive. And I was like, yes! <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I was looking at Shenlong the other day, checking out that box, but just didn't pull the trigger. I don't know why. Uh, I can show you him at Akon. Like, we yeah. can talk about him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Are you bringing him? Oh yeah, you're doing oh, yeah. thunders, right? Oh yeah. Right, so yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, oh, that was. I guess this was the weirdest thing, right? So I went. I've had you know I played Magic forever ago, and I had like a box of like maybe a thousand cards. Yeah. You know, and I take them up to the store on Tuesday, and I'm like hoping to buy like sheriff of i'm hoping to like trade it in and like i'm like best case scenario they'll give me like 50 bucks and i can get the starter set right right because i'm thinking oh i'm gonna move and i'm gonna want the starter set to do demos and stuff because if there's not a lot of people who play right and uh we, i start playing with joe and just like as i'm playing like every once in a while bud wanders over and he's like oh guess what you're up to now Oh my god ended up being 330 dollars in store credit holy shit yeah, I had no idea. So if you're trading in your Malifaux or your not your Malifaux cards, your Magic cards, Flatland Games are uh, good guys and they're honest. So Holy that's good. Crap. Yeah. So I was like starter box, yes, and then I was looking at some other stuff. And I was like, I'll wait and see what I want to get. Just wish I had done it like a year ago. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I was shocked. That's it was crazy. funny. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. really? I had no idea. So that was cool. But yeah, that, that leads into my game I played with Joe. Perfect. The other, the other good thing that happened that night. <laughs> <laughs> so we played uh, round three, the strategy, which is collect the bounty and close. I was uh, playing Rezzers. Joe was playing Neverborn. Holy and crap. Every, like anytime I see... A bloodbath, man. Anytime I see close deployment and a lot of killing, my brain just instantly shifts to Molly. Really? Oh, yeah. Molly's, yeah. I, I, I love her in close deployment. Oh, I guess with close uh, deployment, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's one of Molly's weaknesses, I think, is trying to get to the action. She's got a lot of short ranges. So if you're starting. She's got a lot of movement tricks, though, man. A lot closer. She's got some movement tricks, but it's, it's like. It just feels right when she's playing in close deployment. I don't even know how to do it, but it does. It just seems like everything clicks when she's in close. It's really nice. Uh, and her movement stuff is with Sybil, which is good. But like uh, her other thing with her push on her attack is really great. But it's again, it's you have to be within eight inches to cast it. So, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I took Molly. And uh, it was, I wanted to try some new stuff. I was going to try the emissary, but I didn't photocopy the upgrades. They like, they got cropped out wrong, so I couldn't see them. 
Uh, so I ended up not bringing that. I brought the Dead Rider instead, which I've been liking a lot recently. Mm. Oh, on Molly, I brought Tear of the Gorgon and uh, Forgotten Path, uh, I think. Whichever one the horror one is. Yeah. I really should have just No, I think that's Forgotten Life. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Anyway, the horror upgrade. Uh, and then I brought a bunch of new stuff. I brought Harridan because he's really good. And I've played him in like four or five games and just want to keep playing him to try him out some more. What are you using for your Harridan? Uh, through the Breach kit, there, there was a horned head and a guy with a shotgun and a duster. So nice. that works pretty well. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what he should look like, I assume. <laughs> and uh, based on his then I've got, yeah, I what? Based you, on his art? You, you, isn't yeah, he? Isn't I mean, he in the Crossroads book? He's on the cover. Yeah, he's got the staff in there, but he's got a shotgun. On it. And he has wings on the book. We might, I don't have. I didn't have any wings. I guess I could add those, but I didn't yet. But yeah, that's uh, he's awesome. If you haven't tried them, I highly suggest it. And then I brought Sloth because I just finally got him uh, painted and based and everything. You buy the crossroads, done, you buy the crossroads uh, seven with magic money? No, I bought that a while ago. Oh, okay. I've had that, so I brought Sloth and I brought. Uh, I just had my list up. Oh, Sybil, obviously, with the bleeding lash, the Dead Rider had decaying aura. Uh, and Yin. So, relatively uh, small crew there with only six models. Yes. I guess I should do the scheme pool. It was Convict Labor, which is the always available scheme now. Take Prisoner, Show of Force, Covert Breakthrough, and a Quick Murder. Uh, so, looking at that, I was already, I was thinking of a Quick Murder pretty much no matter what with Collect the Bounty. Yeah. And, uh, with Molly and the Dead Rider as, you know, the sticks to make that happen. Joe brought the Hooded Rider, so uh, that was my target for that. And then Gross. I took Covert Breakthrough, just with it being close. It doesn't take much to get within six of your enemy's deployment and drop a couple scheme markers. Yep. So that was that plan. Uh I brought a couple of upgrades for Show Force, but I still, like, I didn't have enough to make it worthwhile. This game was really brutal, really fast, as I was expecting. He brought Kalodi, Two Stitched, The Hooded Rider, The Mysterious Emissary, and uh, Doppelganger. Mm. I think that was it. Oh, and uh, Primordial Magic. And uh, I deployed second, which was really key, and he sort of loaded up on one side. And it let me put my dead rider off to the side a little bit and let him sort of flank and let Herod and Sybil, Molly, and Yin sort of focus on his crew. The dead rider was like closest actually to the primordial magic. So that was kind of my, it wasn't really to go after the primordial magic as much as just to stay out of there because I assumed he probably was going to take a quick murder as well. Mm. And then, uh, try to avoid that and then maybe get some breakthrough markers if you know it made sense and they're quick the rider's very fast so he can get back in pretty easily pretty quickly on yeah. turn three and four when you really want him to when he really starts to hit hard 
so that was the plan there. I uh, ended up, yeah, he ended up moving up the flank, getting nullified by the primordial magic, and then the next turn, like charging the primordial magic, failing to kill him, and then the next turn, killing that happens. him. That happened to me too in a game with um, <laughs> Mark Hanford last year at Breaching the Foe, where my plan was use a Cassandra and a and a Corophy to go deep and do um, uh, 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 what was the Joker's strategy in 2014 called? Uh, stake a claim. Yep. And he was able to nullify both of them, and the Corophy couldn't charge it down. It was just awful. Yeah, it was uh, part of that was the, on the other side of the table, uh, so I didn't really have anything in hand at that point. It wasn't I it the way the game was unfolding, it wasn't going to be that key for me to get it. So I was you know uh, based on the other events, which were turn one, I had Joe used his stitched on Sybil, and I cheated up and made him lose twice. Uh, so he went down to hard to kill, and then I had her finish him off. And then Yin killed the other stitched, like turn one. With I think Molly helped out on that, but I can't remember. And then, yeah, uh, that was that. Actually, I think Molly didn't. I think she attacked the emissary and paralyzed him. So that might have been turn two, though. Yeah, it was uh, real brutal, real fast. So I dropped the two-stitch turn one. He didn't get anything back. Uh, and then turn two, I went first. Did I? No, he went first. And he activated Kalodi. I had Yin put... Yeah, Yin nullified uh, the Emissary by putting on the negative against cast and willpower thing. And then Kalodi activated first, killed Yin. Joe forgot to... Uh, companion, not companion, uh, accomplice, though. Mm. So he let me activate Molly, which that, that's what I paralyzed the emissary. Nice. Wasn't able to kill it, but got it down to like one wound, hard to kill. Uh, using my accomplice with Harridan. So Harridan also got in there, and he was putting everybody on positives for damage versus that in the rider. Uh, basically burned out all of Joe's hand, and then Sybil, last activation, activated and uh, uh, charged the Dead Rider and got the trigger for... Uh, I used a Soul Stone both times to get the trigger for a, the uh, with a Flourish to yeah. kill him. Yeah, that was fun. Just from full wounds to zero. I remember yep. hearing Joe talk about this in... Um in the chat yeah. and he was like i just had a game with it with al it was brutal <laughs> yeah it was he was hitting me back pretty hard on turn two and three he managed to kill yin he managed to kill the the harridan but again it was pretty uh far gone at that point the dead rider took some wounds but was still chugging along and yeah i basically tabled him by the end of turn three Good Lord. or start of turn four yeah. This is uh, your like friendly said, reminder that just because it's close deployment doesn't mean you need to deploy right on the 12 inch line. Yeah. Neither of us had any shooting, so it was, you know, it could have gone either way, really. Yeah. But I, I had a little advantage in my hand in turn one. Uh, I didn't have a lot of soul stones, but I used one for cards on turn one. 
Yeah. Which is great. I use the other two. I think, yeah, I just had the bear cache. So I use the other two for crow triggers for Sybil so she could kill the hooded rider. And that was it for soul stones. Joe used a lot of his to prevent stuff on Colody when he was making him fast. Uh, he was, yeah, one of the, the worst was he was kind of, he was trying to get the dead rider, I think because he had quick murder and he needed to kill him with Clody and he was just on negative flips for stubborn and it was just like, I'll miss four times. <laughs> Which was, I, I was kind of wondering why I didn't focus, but I think he just needed to hit more than twice. Like even if he was hitting on, because it's not a lot of damage on that. Yeah. So that was my thought. He's probably just trying to hit, get lucky, hit a, hit a joker or something, you know. Because the the damage track on it's not great, but yeah, that was my game. I think my favorite part of my game last night was I had my uh, I had my lone swordsman, and he was engaged by Maris, Raphael, and a Waldgeist. I won initiative, and for my first action, I activated uh, the lone swordsman. I zero actioned and discarded two aces to use You Shall Not See Another Tomorrow on Raphael, who I think was at three wounds. And I hit him once, took him down to his heart to kill. I hit him again and he died. And then my second activation was the Lone Swordsman, who turned around and uh, exhausted Maris, and then zero actioned to push and exhaust the Waldgeist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was awesome. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> he was definitely worth his stones that game. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've uh I liked him when I when I've seen him. It was mainly in the Enforcer Brawl, it was the only time I really saw him, but yeah. he's a neat, neat neat model. Oh, and I got him all painted up all nice too. I got a little bit of work left to do on him, but he's uh three color standard for, for Adepticon tables at this point. Yeah. That's good. I've uh, I've got one in the box, but haven't assembled him or painted him yet. Oh, he's fun. He's, he's not that bad to assemble. Yeah, um, I don't mind. As, like I'm, I I don't mind assembling stuff though. Like, the good news is that like a lot of times <laughs> when I run into assembling problems, it's because they've got two hands on one object. So like, um, the Tengu who's who's hand and a halfing his his mace. Like, it's so yeah. hard to make all of that line up. You never know where to start in order to make it so that all three of those things line up perfectly. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing you you need to make the stick that connects at the center be the most important part because you can fudge an arm joint. <laughs> but the yeah. stick is, if it's like a if it's like a, a tenth of a centimeter off, it's going to look weird. Yep. Just like that. Well, that's... Thank you. Yeah, I was... Uh... I've, I've, I don't know. I just, I think something how my brain works that assembly has never been something I've really had a problem with. Like I was just assembling Hannah the other day and, uh, she's a lot of parts, but it was, you know, fairly easy. And I think what's the other one, the, the crazy one, though, the necrotic machine. Oh my God. Which is like almost as many parts as Hannah, but like an eighth of the size. <laughs> Uh, that was a fun one. All but, those cables, yeah. any anything that has cables like that. Like I'm worried about getting yeah. plastic executioners because all those cables. And I'm yeah. going to need to if I'm going back to tournament guild. 
I'm gonna want a real executioner. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, the other thing we could talk about was the Easter sale. The have Easter you, sale. Have you anything from that? I'm not. We didn't talk about it last episode. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about it. The one thing I really wanted it was sold out before I got to it, though, what was unfortunately. It? The uh, Mysterious. Mysterious want a, uh, was up for sale? No, no, not the Mysterious. Mysterious, mysterious. got you, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, they had that up, and I was thinking that would be a really, really awesome Forgotten Marshall oh, yeah. proxy. But, uh, yeah, it was sold out well before I got the to the store. The one thing I was that working. we're getting, Dan, Dan and I were intending to split. Like I just, I, a bunch of bills came up, and I had to buy my airfare and yada yada yada. So I was just, out, yeah. I was out of dollars by the time this rolled around. Um, and so I, I wasn't planning on getting anything. But originally, I mean, I wanted to get, uh, you know, the Ten Thunders Brothers and Plastics are out for pre-release. I wanted that. Um, the Komainu or no, not Komainu. Uh, the the Kamaichi. Kamaitachi, yeah, Kamaitachi. Kamaitachi. Out, that sounded good. The um, yeah, there are a few things in there that I was sort of excited about, but and I really was interested in getting to a hundred dollars so that I could get the alt sculpt Witchling Handler mm-hmm. because Guild and Witchling Handlers they're good. Witchling Handlers are really really solid. Um, yeah, because of their 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 aura buff, which is ugly. Um, but I just have this I have this dream of a witchling handler hanging out with two or three riflemen and just the riflemen shooting flaming bullets. Uh, regardless, I think there's actually something wrong with that. Never mind. Uh, but so <laughs> Dan and I were gonna go ahead and go in and split a tortoise and the hare because he wanted the hare for beasts for. Something that he's playing. He's Marcus. Got, no, it's he's. I think it's. It is something that is. Um, well, it's a blessed, isn't it? Oh, it's a blessed. That's right, blessed December. Yeah. What was it he was going to use it for? He was interested in having the the hair, and yeah. I was interested in having the turtle because he's a Genbu, and that Genbu is the. Um, is I move the is armor, armor and the yeah. sculpt looks freaking rad. Uh, yeah, that's and I really might nice just turn him into a mysterious emissary, but we'll see how it goes. Just yeah. as a stand-in until the actual mysterious emissary shows up, or maybe hungering darkness. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just paint him black. Just no. paint him black. Uh, he's yeah, they're both really cool sculpts. I mean, I kind of yeah. Kind of want them. I've I've been thinking about it still. Probably gonna pass on it though. Unfortunately, but yeah, and they're PVC, huh? They're one piece PVC. That's awesome. Yeah, I just saw that. That means I can't fuck up the, the construction. That's great. Yeah, you don't have to worry about your mold line. See, I don't get to construct anything. That's why I'm gonna not buy them. Man, no, uh, uh, hold on. Let me pull up the Easter sale things, and and I can go ooh and ah about all the stuff I'm not gonna be able to buy. Yeah, you're, if you're hearing this, the sale's probably over already. It's true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna try and get it up today. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. No, there's some good stuff. The uh, Bayou Gators and Rooster Riders. The, oh uh, man, it's a good week if you're a gremlin. Yeah. Uh, the sows in there. Plastic ra- raffkins in there. 
Uh, the amphibious yeah. assault story box encounter. That's the that's the spawn mother spawn and guts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff. Dark War Sergeant, rabbits up there. Old cranky, old cranky. The the uh, gremlin generic totem, who's very good. Yep. Fermented yep. River monks were in there. I was thinking about that, but I decided against it. Plastic stitched together are in. If you are trying to find a reason to play Dreamer or Neverborn or Jacob Lynch, there's and your... then a ton of old limited stuff. Yeah. I've been thinking about uh, Karai, actually. Yeah. Because I just have all the reses except for her and Terra, and you, she probably just you, get them all. Are you uh, for sure wanting to go plastic? With Karai? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know you have all those old medals. But, uh, I have too much metal anyway. <laughs> Were we thinking about doing something with uh, Yanlo, or was that somebody else? I don't know. I think we might have been talking about it. I'm not worried about it. Okay. I don't have. I don't have. Uh, I don't got time to do stuff like that right now. Is the problem? <laughs> yeah. Realistically, with moving, it's like I just need to not. You need to not acquire more stuff, stuff before you move. <laughs> or if I do, it needs to be in like boxes and not. You know, I need more foam and. Oh, I give stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep. That's uh, that's the the Easter sale. I I don't know if I'm actually going to buy anything. I'm, I was looking at some of the Gremlin stuff because I am thinking I might try Zoraiden Gremlins, maybe do a little bit more Gremlin play. Was it Somer? Was it Somer who I was thinking coming about? up? Snaking out of you? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't remember. I don't either. I don't need him. I need nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I'm at a point <sighs> in my mouth where I need to play more and buy less. I again. I should try and move some stuff. Like if if there wasn't yeah. so much stuff, like if I really decided that I wanted to be done with Arcanists, because if I'm looking if I'm looking at moving forward and I'm saying Guild and Thunders are going to be my my tops, um, I should probably try and get rid of. My Arcanist Neverborn Gremlins, you know, save for stuff that I can use with Brewmaster. Yeah. But I had so much fun playing them that it's hard for me to want to get rid of them, you know? Yep. Getting rid of stuff is tough. That is for sure. Especially with, I mean, Ken and I are talking about potentially, I think he's already put the kibosh on it. He's like, no, don't worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but we were thinking about doing. Gremlin, Ophelia, and um, Somer in the doubles at Adepticon. Uh, so just having the option there is also pretty nice. And being able to have something, like from a, a, hench, a potential henchman, potential henchman um, standpoint, having something from a bunch of different factions is nice because it would allow me to... Um, to a little wider variety of demo, is that what you're? Well, yeah. About? To be able to, uh, if someone says, "Well, I'm interested in playing blah blah blah," I can be like, "Well, I've got a blah 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 crew, so you can get the taste for it." You know. Oh, yeah. you're interested in in thunders? Here, let borrow my uh, temple of the dawn. Oh, you're interested in resers? Here, borrow my resin morning. You know, being able to drop whatever they want on them at any point in time is is useful. If yep. not financially practical. But that doesn't mean I need to invest in every crew ever, which is where no. my problem is. I'm like, oh, I want 
to flesh out my Neverborns with the Dreamer crew. Don't do it. Stop it. Knock it off. <coughs> no. Uh, yeah. Hide and seek. Dayglow pink. Pink. No, I'm good. Oh man. I would have gone translucent pink if I went with that at all, but. Oh, they have that one too. They're both available. And I have. No oh, did you here. see? Actually, I thought about the mindless zombies. They have translucent green mindless zombies. Ooh. That's kind of cool. I, yeah. If I hadn't already bought that box, I'd probably get those. But The Bad Ink Fate deck, that's the one thing I am going to uh, get. Oh, yeah. But I'm just going to buy it from the store because yeah. it's out. if it's, it's just it's a fate deck, out. it doesn't make sense Yeah, to ship it. Yeah. So, Dude, the Bad Ink Fate deck cool looks good. Stuff. If it wasn't going to be like super overused, I would probably get one. Yeah, I'm happy with my decks. I might um, get one eventually. I might, you know what? Yeah. I might actually go back to my um. Oh, what was it? The because I switched basically primarily to my Dark Arcane when Dark Arcane came out. Yep. And then I sort of switched over to my Through the Breach, Adepticon deck from three years ago. Yeah. Um. But I might go back to my uh, the brown one, the old, the old school one. What's that one called? The retro. Yeah, the retro. Because yep, it's sort of falling one. out of popularity, and it's one of my faves. Yep, it's nice to have options. All right? Yeah, I've got them all. I've got so many decks. <laughs> Actually, I haven't even. I have an. Yeah, I could get those decks out. I'm kind of sad because my my Malafool's deck from Adepticon in 2014 somehow got some water mm -hmm. damage on it, so now it's all warped. Oh, I might try and contact. Sleeve it up. Sleeve it up. Yeah, I don't know. They get so big. Sleeve yeah. it up. Yeah, it makes it awkward for shuffling. Yeah, if you're not used to it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that. Yep, I uh, am ready for Adepticon though. That's the, the that's the biggest thing with the sale is like weird is going to be at Adepticon. Yeah, they have a booth, and I'm going to get so a paycheck like... right before I leave for Adepticon. So maybe that will be perfect, <laughs> <laughs> or really really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, I get paid. Week. I get paid during Adepticon. So luckily, I just got some. I get paid on Wednesday night, Thursday morning so. at midnight. Nice. <laughs> so, all right, just yeah. all right. Ready Thursday morning when the vendor sale. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I just hope that I can keep myself from you know going down and buying a Guild Ball team or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to explore the vendor hall very much at all last because I got there so late. It was like. The only thing I was actually interested in looking at was just like decimated. The booth was like a design, like it was gone. There was nothing there when I got there. So I was looking at drop zone stuff and I showed up and they had like four boxes left of wow. like, they had like two starters. They had like no starters left and like, like maybe a dozen blisters. <laughs> and it was just like, they, they had no idea. So what they were getting into at Adepticon, I guess. Nice. But yeah. That's the uh, that's the thing that I think that's really putting in the between yeah just moving and them gonna they're gonna be there it's gonna be like stuff in person it's fun to buy stuff like that so yeah that'll be good 
Uh, all right. What are you? Uh, what are we planning to do for? That sounds like a nice um, yeah transition into the next part. What are we planning to do at Adepticon? Yeah. Well, I'm planning on playing uh, some Malifaux. That's a good plan. Yeah, I'm going to bring that that stuff. I'm also going to bring uh, some board games, because those are fun. Bring in the Ascension and uh, New Salem. Both real fun games. <laughs> I'm really planning on just like enjoying myself, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm not real stressed about playing in a ton of stuff. I want to play in the Enforcer Brawls, probably. When's that? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday afternoon and evening, probably just the afternoon. Is one. that a buy-in, or can you just show up and play? Uh, I, 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 I'm confused. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I think there's a Malifaux track, which I think I bought. I, that was I, I have to stand in line Thursday morning. Okay, you didn't you didn't do the yeah pre reg nope. stuff. I didn't have money by the time yeah, that yeah. happened. So yeah, and then they closed it about a month ago. Yeah. For, so yeah, I'll be. Uh, I, I think I bought the Malifaux track. If that's still a thing, I it it was it's a little weird because like they they I had to like look at a PayPal receipt to see what I did, and it was like I, I, the communication was like. Didn't seem right, and then I logged in, and I think that's what I've got. So that's cool. I uh, I signed up for the Drop Zone Commander twenty five hundred point tournament, but I'm not sure if I'm going to play it. I've only played about six games, and those have not been that big of a game. So yeah, it's kind of intimidating, and it's another whole bag I got to pack and carry around, and it's uh, you know it's a big long like six seven hour day, which I'd probably rather spend just playing Malifaux and hanging out with people. So I'm leaning towards no on that. Uh, it does sound like, you know, it's probably a pretty good time if I was, if, it, if I wasn't as invested in playing Malifaux at Adepticon, that might be something I would check out. Yeah. I would, I would, I would probably definitely be playing in it if it was a 1500 point tournament instead of the large, super big double size or whatever they're calling it. Yeah that for like Thursday and Friday I'm going to play Masters that's going to be pretty much all day Saturday yeah that is basically some all nice day. long breaks it's going to be good there's a part of me that wonders if it would be I don't know like I've always been one to sort of shy away from dropping out regardless of rank you know like I'm not going to be the guy who loses my first two rounds and then goes well I guess I'm done bye guys um, and uh, there's something to be said for doing that so that, I don't know, like, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a big secret that a lot of the community is sort of concerned about a five day or five round one day thing. Like it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough day. Uh, and you know, you sort of, you sort of, you vote with your money, right? So by, by buying into the tournament, I have basically said, yes, I am okay with this plan. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to do it because I want to play Malifaux, you know? So there's a little part of me in the back of my head that goes, if I want to show disapproval, then maybe dropping up, dropping in the middle of a five round tournament 
if I don't have any reason to stick around is is sort of my <laughs> backhanded political way of saying that, that we are not pleased. Um, but at the same time, I love playing Malifaux. Yeah. I want to play all five of my games. I I'm excited to see how that pans out, and so I'm gonna, I'm going to go for it. No, I, I'm I'm planning on playing all five games. Like I'm not going to plan on dropping out. It's one of those things. But if something, if I'm at a point where I'm not having fun anymore, mm. like this is my vacation. This is my weekend to have you yeah. know fun and game. Like, and if I'm, it's like it's round four and I'm tired and like you know it's been forever day and I'm like whatever. And someone's like, hey, you want to go play Ascension? And I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but like, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not doing it for anything. It's strictly personal in terms of just like, yeah, I want to do what's going to be fun. And, you know, I don't want to do anything that's like mean. I'm not doing it to be mean spirited. It's just yeah. like, if I'm not having fun, I'm, I, you know, I'm not playing just because of that. Like, because I signed up for it, because especially when it's a one day. Yeah. I'm not going to feel obligated to stay. Uh, if it was, you know, again, I've never played a two day tournament. So, like, <laughs> it sounds pretty great. I prefer, I, I've played in, we did uh, OFCC and Breaching the Foe that way last year, and they, they, it's nice, you know. It kind of builds a, a sense of suspense, you know. You you have the first day, you have your standings at the end of first day, that's sort of announced, and so you have a day to just sort of think about, oh, man, I got to go, blah, blah. Like, when I, when we ended the first day of Breaching the Foe last year, I was... I think just behind Josh uh, in standing for best arcanist. And I was like, I think Josh is going to not play day two though. So I think that means I'm best arcanist. And so I was starting to sort of plan my way of trying to figure out how to get, I had already lost a game against Mark in, in the, in the first round grudge match. So I knew I wasn't going to take first place. So I started figuring out how I was going to take first arcanist and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, I think it adds a sense of suspense, which is cool. Definitely, and that was just, I didn't get, to, like, a Gen Con was the same thing. I had, like, family stuff come up, and I couldn't play the whole time, so I was, like, uh, that was the biggest thing, was, like, I didn't I didn't get to play in the gaining grounds, but it, the, it wasn't a two-day tournament, but it was the cut and then the top eight in Avatars, Five or the top four. In one day, the top, who does that? Yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, I'd, depending on how the timings work and how the opponents are, I could see it being yeah. a lot of fun and doable. Like, if it's I just get five of, people who know their crap and really push to get the game done in in the amount of time that's allotted, which is enough time. There, we are all. Every round has enough time to get all five rounds in, and if you are uh, on a good click on a nice pace, you should be able to get to round five every time. And that is my goal. In fact, yeah, I might they, try and do what I did with. Uh, was it OFCC? It was either OCC or Breaching the Foe last year. I went in and I said to my opponent, look, I, it is my goal for this tournament to get to round five on every game. Uh, so I would like to make sure that we're, uh, we're playing at a relatively quick clip. Um, and I may go yeah. in and say that to my opponent as well. And if they're like, yeah. sorry, I'm kind of new, I'm not going to be able to go very fast, I won't make a big deal out of it. But um, going in with that sort of uh, belief that sort of mindset you know I think might work. What's that? Is you play like a list real similar to what I played against Joe the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you'll probably you know finish all your games. I'm just gonna play my same Jacob Lynch career every time with my two Ten Thunders brothers, my two Illuminated, my <laughs> yeah. If you well, if you keep your list, you know, I think that's a big part of it too, is just building lists. Like that was one thing I noticed at the tournament observing on Sunday was like the first round took like they didn't like they started building lists and I was like, oh, they're already playing. And then I was walking around and people are still like pulling out models and stuff. And it's like mm. just taking the time and sort of being like, okay, I know what I want to play roughly. Yeah. I like might if, make I a get, few if I get Lone Swordsman, Ten Thunders Brothers, Sensei Yu, Graves, and just put them on my tray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I know I'm going to play these guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was, and that's kind of like that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to end up doing is probably just having a pretty set list and maybe I mean, maybe switching between Molly and Seamus. And, yeah, pre-pick my masters and a little core wow. list, and then leave some like 20 points worth of splash models so that I can tweak in and out and just pre-write those lists, and then it'll give me something yeah. I can sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, a jumping off point. I mean, so yeah. my plan for Acon is I'm coming in Wednesday night. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get dinner at some point in time on Thursday, which is exciting. Um, yeah. we're, I think I want to play. I want to play pickup games of Malifaux on Thursday with everybody, like all the people who I've never played against, who are all East Coasters: Adam, um, freaking Ian. <laughs> uh yep. and uh i think on friday i think friday is going to be my big explore day i'm going to wander around i'm going to do demos i think i want to try and get a um a guild ball demo in on friday to play with people who are like actually guild yeah. ball players because i'm i am sweet. very interested in that game i just don't have the the dollars uh or the time to go to the play there's a place in town that sells them in 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 washington in vancouver um yeah i kind of want to wait until they release rules for hunters before I make a choice because if the hunters kill they're what I want to play, it's what I'm going to want to play. Uh, yeah. And their rules are coming out, I think, at the end of the month, at the end of April, at Salute or something like that. I don't know. Sounds like a thing. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I, I will want to play games uh, of Guild Ball um, because yeah. it, it was fun. The two or three games of it that I played were very fun. Um, yeah, I think that Friday, that's probably pretty close to my plan of just hang out. I'm not playing the teams because... Yeah, I, it sounds know, like uh, Ken doesn't care, so I'm not going to worry about it. Because I, I cert- like we played our game, we played our teams that year when we did McMorning and, and Seamus. Yeah. And that was fun. That was a really good time. It was... Uh, it was the, There were people who took it very competitively, and there are some people who were just there to have a good time. And I think if you go in with the intention to just have a good time, then you're going to be fine. Um, do you know what yeah. the story encounter the story encounters Sunday Sunday morning and There's that is the one that also has the costume contest I don't know okay I have no idea Rudy I'm thinking about bringing my Jacob Lynch costume <laughs> you do what you can do because I've got a hat that matches his hat and I've got a jacket that matches his jacket and I've painted him to make it look like it's my hat and my jacket yeah I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't didn't pay attention to the uh the costume contest this year. I thought last year they did one with each tournament, but I, I'm I talking I out of my on the, uh, on the adaptive yeah, thing, like the internet. Yeah, I do have that right on my right. fingertips. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, that's not Friday. That's the other thing because like, in the past when we went and then when I went by myself, it was such a 
we weren't there the entire time, so we didn't have that time. It was kind of like there's a little bit of wandering around exploring, but like actually being able to do that is great. And it's really such a great just event for minis and just to see all the different stuff that's going on. Yeah. Like the, uh, just even checking out like stuff that you don't even have any interest in playing and just seeing how much dedication people put into like their tournament carts and stuff and their display boards. Display boards for, if you, if you want to just wander around the Warhammer fantasy area, because they always have the best display boards in my book. Do you remember that one where it was like, this mountain and they had this huge gates like the gates of, yep. of Mordor and like mm-hmm. armies just marching out of it all like oh, man that was so cool yeah no it's it's it is a really great uh celebration of miniatures in general so getting to check everything else and then there was last year you didn't you weren't there but there was the fistful of semen <laughs> you about that yeah uh, Josh insane. says Josh says that, that that's going to be back, and he's already signed up for a a, a play of that. I've thought about it. I've, I've been thinking about it a little bit because it's like basically it's it's insane. Like it's a whole tournament set of tables, right? Eight foot by like twenty to thirty feet tables, and like four or five of them, and it's all one game board though, mm. set up in like the round with islands and tables and there's you know 30 different ships and there it's it's a sight to see for sure like it is the it's one of the most impressive like things i've seen and you know i didn't personally like i like last year i just sort of wandered in because i was like i didn't even know what was going on and i was like this is crazy and awesome Nice. And you don't need to bring anything. I think it's a, you know, they'll, they'll provide you with everything you need. So it's one of those where it's a custom game for the con. And it's, yeah, if you get a chance to check it out, do. Because it's just amazing. The nice. level of detail and just seeing that many people play. There is something they're doing like, I think it's two nights. Uh, and then there's demos during the day for like, Everybody, I think I, I was reading about it a little bit. So, but yeah, that's my plan again is to have fun, and that's the goal for I sure. I think Saturday <laughs> is we're going to do Masters, and then I just don't intend on going to bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> simply because there's nothing to do on Sunday, and I have to be on a plane at nine, so I have to leave at like seven. To get there, yeah. Eight, to get to the airport, yeah, and then get through security, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think Adam Adam Helbring was like, "We're just going to go ahead and keep you up and make sure you can get on a taxi." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we'll but see yeah. how that goes. I mean, we'll probably end up playing coup until like four in the morning anyway. I'll yeah, sleep on the plane. You yeah. know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then Sunday, I'm signed up for the story. I might, I might not. I, I did last year. It was fun. I might play a round or two and then drop because of driving back Sunday. So again, it's uh, I'm gonna keep it fast and loose here. I am, yeah, I am signed up though, so I get my tightrope walker model. So that's cool from Knuckle Duster. Love those guys or that guy. I think it's just one guy, but he does some fun models. 
I forget his name, but he's cool. He always spawns. Gives some free models. So, I don't know if they're free, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> he oh, makes them for Malifaux, which is cool. And this, the tightrope model, the tightrope walker model, if you haven't seen it, is great. And will go nicely with your Dark Carnival-themed oh, crew. I don't have any Dark Carnival themes crews. I, I stay yeah, away yeah, from that all of that circus garbage. <laughs> I love that stuff, man. I I, I can see the appeal. Yeah. But my showgirls want to be showgirls. I'm okay. Yeah. With that. Yep. You're not even for McMorning, though? Nah. Tin Lizzie for McMorning, man? Nah. Yeah. I hear you. No, I was into it, so I bought it. And it, I, I have it. It's assembled. I haven't painted it, but someday, maybe. <laughs> or I'll sell it. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I was seeing actually at the tournament, there was a couple people who had theirs all painted up, and I was like, yeah, that's really nice. I like these models a lot. I should do that. Get someone who's good at painting to paint them for me. Yeah. Talk to Mark. <laughs> Mark does commissions. Yeah. Except that I'm moving, so it's like... <laughs> Talk to someone in Tennessee, y'all. Yeah, when I'm down there. All right. Yeah, so that's Adepticon. Everything you need to know. I think that's it. Not really. I mean, likely anything. our next episode will be Adepticon pre briefings, debriefs, pre briefs, yep. debrief. How we did, what we did, how we scored, yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. uh, other games we played, things, loot, swag that we absconded with, other large. Yeah, ones. I saw. There's like a little card. Uh, holder thing that I was eyeing up on the Malifaux there. I saw that. Looks like all the Malifaux players are going to get, which that's awesome, man. Like, that looks yeah. great. I dig it. I'm excited for that. card capture uh, thingy. It's the same thing that Dan has for his, only a little lighter of frame. I might... Yeah, I don't... Nothing. Joe, has, like, Joe has like the official Kickstarter Oh, the card plastic caddy. ones that came out of um, England? Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I don't know if that was England, the Kickstarter well, one. I remember seeing it because a bunch of the English Malifaux players were like, oh my god, it's this. Yeah, I don't remember if that where that was from, but yeah, the card caddy, which is pretty neat, and uh, obviously there's been a lot of other versions of that. So, But yeah, I was just talking about that the other day, on how like my deck management is pretty poor. Yeah, <laughs> when I play, it's like, oh crap! There's half of my deck. There's, some, there's like I have two different discard piles, and so, uh, and I should yeah. be better about that. Well, I, did, I, I think technically the way the 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 card flip thing goes, you should be having two discard piles. It's like you have your discard yeah, pile but, and you have your active yeah. card pile. Which is the trick is you have to move them into the discard pile yes, eventually, and, I, and then I just have two, and then a third discard pile, and then I'm flipping. Next to my three discard, yeah, it's it's a it's it's bad. Yeah, I can do better. I can do it's better. I've been doing I've been doing um, activation stones pretty well lately. Where yeah, I have I, a little stone that I put next to all my models that get to activate in a turn, and if they gain reactivate, I give them another stone and all that stuff. And so as as they get moved around, I remove the stone from the board. It's perfect. That's smart. See, because I was put them out. After a model activates, and that doesn't work nearly as well. See, I tried that Take first. I think I tried nice. that for two games, and I'm like, 
I just never remember to do it. So if I, at the beginning of the turn, just make, you know, flip up my card, shuffle my deck, draw my hand, place the stones, then yeah. I know that as I'm activating a thing, oh, there's a stone there, I'm just going to pull that. Or, oh, I moved that model, I better... The, 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 thing, yeah. that, the thing that, the traps that I fall into, though, is if I've got Graves or Sensei and they're pushing people around, then I need to remember yeah. to push the stone with them. <laughs> yeah, it's the part of the problem I had when I was doing dice for tracking wounds. Yeah, was you know, depending on what crew you're playing, it's either fine or really really annoying. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. I mean, with a flesh uh, yeah. construct, you need a die thirteen. That's just not going to happen. Well, no, you you count up and you start at zero, and then the the die is how many wounds they've taken. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. mean, you could do it with a twelve, then I guess, because you get to twelve, and and then yeah. when they hit thirteen, they're dead. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been taking the flesh construct as much. What? I know. I don't know why. They're so good, though. Maybe because I've only played like two or three games, and I've just wanted to try new stuff. That's probably why. That's fair. I will right, be one of our new players for Adepticon. We have we have some new players showing up, and one of them is a Neverborn player. He runs well. He's he's already kind of magpie, where he's got Zoraida and Lynch and Mayfang and Colette and Ulix and <laughs> nice. He's got a lot of sort of like bookended things where he's got something that'll work in Gremlins and Neverborn. He's got something that'll work in. Neverborn and Thunders, and he's got something that works in Thunders and Arcanist, and he's got something that works in Arc. Yeah, he's. But one of them is just into McMorning right now. All of his stuff is already painted. He's got an extra. Uh, he's only got one flesh construct, and I was like, you're going to want to get more flesh constructs than dogs, sort of right away. Um, but he runs McMorning and Rafkin, and that's basically what he's got at this point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's he's playing McMorning really well. He's he lucked out and got me as his first opponent. And so uh, our first two games were we I, we would play for a while, and I'd be like, hey, make sure that you're gonna do that. Hey, if I were you right now, what I would be doing is using this to make my day miserable. Yeah. Um, and I'll do that for a few more games, and then I'll and then I'll pull back on the advice so that he has to learn for himself. Did you let him know about Rafkin though? What about him? That he's not very good. I told him that I loved Rafkin, and I still do. Oh, that's unfortunate. Why do you say, why do you say that? Is this, I, is this sarcastic? I don't like, because you I do? don't like Rafkin. What? I do not. Why not? I've never, never felt like he's worth it. Here's here's where his worth comes in my book. Never. Never happened. Um, I think that Mithridization and the fact that he can carry... Uh, transfusion makes him the perfect transfusion target. Okay. So a nurse loads him up with 14 poison on the first turn or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And then he just sort of stumbles forward all jacked up on poison and healing instead of taking damage like uh, Sebastian would. And yeah. sure you can do it with a flesh construct whatever, that's fine. Um, but he can move it off of himself onto somebody, and he doesn't have to worry about being within range, yada, yada, yada. I, I, I dug him. I liked Rafki quite a bit. Um, yeah, not to mention, I mean, he, also, he also buffs poison damage again by doing making it do what? 
Oh, models that have poison on them take additional damage against melee attacks. You know, like yeah. he feeds into that whole cruise. I put poison on the enemy, and then they take damage for it. Sort of sensibility. But I can see why he he might be a little expensive for what he does. I, I he's so it. squishy too. He's pretty squishy, but he regens, and he regens he's not, every time. He's not he, when he's dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that I just, it might be just the way I play McMorning is just wrong, too. No, not a huge, I think I play McMorning different than anybody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't worry about the transfusion. Like, I, you know, if it happens, if it's, if it, in the flow of the game, it makes sense, I'll do it. But, like, See, a lot of people like to go I've for never, the one-off I've never been one. Sorry, go ahead. To be, I've never been one to be like, I need to make this happen. I, I'm like... I could make it happen, or I could just murder you with other things, like yeah, or I could do nineteen other things, you know. For me, I don't know why. My move is if I'm far away from you and I can't charge or whatever, I'm going to use rancid transplant. I'm going to burn a stone for the book that puts me into base contact. That's one AP. Then I'm going to attack you two more times with my knife, and that should put you at something like four to six poison, depending. Yeah. If you have four to six wounds left, I'll end with an expunge. And if you have more than that left, then I will go for a scalpel sling and just hit you again. So, yeah. like, the the expunge is a nice, like, best-case scenario wombo combo finisher. But if I can't get it, then it's just it's just ads. And it's also probably because I play in, in guild quite a bit as well that I worry yeah, less that, about ending on an expunge because I need to I don't need to worry about yeah, getting a fresh construct out of it. Either, yeah. Anyway. For seven points though, man. I can't hey, take Redden. my guild, so hey, Redden. Hey, Redden. Yeah, he's got an infect trigger too. Not baked in though. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time to wrap so it up. Good. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I guess. Uh, we missed Ken, but he is still definitely a person. You can find him at, at Beer Sensei on the tweets. You can find me at Shubak R. That's at S-C-H-U-E-P-B-A-C-H-R. Uh, you can find us... Uh, you can find Al at Al4317. You can find the show at 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 the MWM podcast. You can also find us at mwmpodcast.podbean.com for uh, our recordings. You can find our hobby blog at mwmmissinghh.blogspot.com. Probably our biggest, like weirdest, most awkward URL of the batch now. stories to warn me of the dangers that were laying before me to keep it in a rest and she would hide the lesson to guide my direction provide the right message in time i developed a sense of her embellishment since i was rebellious against what she was telling me when i was a teen i pretended that my demons were friends i defended the place yo and that was the case slurred speech tripping off of my face the world creeped as i slipped to the awfulest place you could imagine not the average things you see on acid my granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet Laughing in a raspy tone, covered in maggots, a snack on his mass of the bone. I couldn't grasp it. Did it double dismount?